Sorry, I'm a little bit late and frazzled in here, Josh. How are you, man? I like that sweatshirt. Is that new? Uh, no, it's not, but uh, thank you for noticing. Is that a little thinner hoodie? Is that what that is? Yeah, it's like a dry fit hoodie or something. I was, um, good morning, by the way. Good it's morning. to see you. I wasn't late getting into work. You saw the TJ and Josh in real time what happens whenever I get to a remote early and just completely do everything but set up the equipment and get ready for the show, which basically involves walking around, talking to somebody. Well, in this case, it was it was Perry, but talking to like the owner of the business, getting a life story, then getting in, in, into a football conversation. Then the next thing you know, TJ's like, hey, hey, your open's hitting. Like, yeah, the oh. time has run out. Oh, okay, let's go. Um, good morning, everybody. I um, I want to start just with an overall thought, if you will. Well, first of all, <laughs> I, I did somewhat cut it close this morning because I got stuck behind like a, a tractor or a front loader on the road. And... I, I highly respect those who have to operate heavy machinery because with one little lever pull, they could end it for me. And it's not as easy as it was whenever I had my Tonka truck when I was a kid. But I just want to know, I, I just want to know for my own well-being, when you know that you're going to be on a major road, right, and you know that you're backing up traffic, please tell me you're totally trolling. Yeah, That's all I want to know. I don't want you to be worried about trying to say, gosh, we got to get out of these guys' way. Because I'm going to tell you something, Josh. When I needed to get somewhere, there was that lane with a car going about 10 miles an hour and a big old heavy piece of, of equipment. And I was so mad that at the very end when they finally got over, I was like, I bet they're having a good laugh right now. I hope they're having a good laugh right now. It, it, it's got to be trolling, right? I would imagine so. Especially when it's the only road. To the school. That uh, is a frustrating feeling. So, yeah, I'm good to go. Uh, But you made it. I made it. I'm happy. I haven't even sat down yet, to be honest with you. So while we get comfortable, everybody get comfortable. Enjoy the show today. Enjoy the the sermon. I have reached out. I think Eric Bailey hates me. Now, I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did. Maybe he's busy with all this portal stuff. But we're hoping to talk to Eric Bailey today. I didn't get to talk with Toby and TJ in the crossover. So that actually benefits this show from one perspective. Number one, we have a Porter Moser interview <laughs> that we'll be diving into a little bit later on in the show. But I was going to bring this up to Toby and TJ. I want finally getting to what we want to open the show with today. It's amazing. It's amazing what can be viewed as happening, reality, and just the overall kind of feel of a day or a program or a school or anyone based on the amount of time you spend a covering watching being involved in that team and the amount of time that you follow from afar or you're a casual do you see what I'm getting at here yesterday was was viewed nationally and I was blown away by the amount of people that I ended up hearing from yesterday like dude what's going on what? What's going on? Guys, this is what's happening is you're going into the SEC. And I'm not going to lie to you, Josh, because we joked about my son's text, right? My son, Will, I'm proud as a 
absolute, I don't know, what. give me what's a comp- comparison. Proud as whatever, as I could be of this kid. But he's he's really trying. I think some of the guys that he is in his platoon with, I think they're big sports fans, and they're like, your dad does what? And so they'll ask him questions, and he'll be like, I, I, don't, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. So I'll get, that's where I'll get those random texts. So him texting yesterday was like, what's going on? Where's our quarter? Is our quarterback going to USC? What's going on? And I realized that's a, a, a brilliant, wonderful young man who just doesn't – he's not about that life, Josh. He's not living what's going on in Norman and Oklahoma every single day. ESPN headlines, mass exodus. I'm like, are we even paying attention? Because I guess at the the core of the names that left yesterday, you could spin one hell of a story. Oh my gosh, language already. See, I'm not I'm not triggered by this. It's just humorous to me, okay? You could really spin a story, right? So thank you, Steelman. Kept the tracker uh, list updated here in studio. You can make a case that, man, Oklahoma lost starting quarterback, lost starting running back. Gosh, they lost a guy that played a lot of football and Reggie Grant. And just they lost a starter at safety. Oh, no, there's another starting running back, another starting offensive lineman. So I, I guess, Josh. If you just look at it from that perspective, you might say, that, that portal hit for OU. It's an OU exodus. That is that is tough. You're right, though. The uh, But I was blown away with the way it was perceived yesterday. I was blown away, man. National reaction in regards to Dylan Gabriel was, whoa, what, what's going what's on? What's going on? It's, uh, it's amazing, a good illustration that the – the, the folks nationally, they're not they're not tuned in to what we're living every single day. And so that's probably a fight going forward that you and I and everybody else aren't going to win with certain well, national folks that, no, this was the plan right. for Dylan Gabriel to move on from Oklahoma. This is why, you know, Eddie, Eddie threw a tweet out, our buddy Eddie Rodosovich threw a tweet out this morning promoting the Sooner Scoops of the world, and I think it's smart. And whenever I saw his tweet, I was like, that's dead on. It's not – we're not here to always make things seem like they're great. I'm not uh, toting the company line. Joe C's never rang my phone and said, you better say this, right? There's no water to carry or anything of that nature, um, even though some think that. But we cover this team, and th- there is a large group of people that cover this team, not just at our radio station, but on websites like OUinsider.com. And gosh, I mean, the – the, the on threes of the world, the uh, 24 sevens of the world. Oh, you ins- did I say, oh, you insider? I did, didn't I? Uh, Sooner school. I'm just saying, there is an immense amount of people that cover this program 24 7, 365. We're dedicated as a station to it. Sure. Right? But I'm not, I'm not trying to get in here to telling you what we're about. I think you guys know it. My point is, it's amazing whenever you listen to people like, uh, Toby, Teddy, Tyler, you know, you listen to people like Parker Thune. You, you, you're smart enough to do that because, Josh, you get the story of what's really going on, and it's not, it's not for salacial headlines, and it's not for sky is falling, and it's not carrying the water. It's the reality that th- this, 
This might have been considered by some a max a mass exodus in in numbers because twelve guys were in the portal and on the first day it was open one two three four five six seven eight of them on one day the first day that it was truly open, but I'm the I'm not losing any sleep over any of this. You know, Dylan Gabriel. Do I wish that there could be a scenario where he stayed around for another year and helped lead the team into the SEC? Sure. But then again, I'm I'm also all about that Jackson Arnold life and seeing what Oklahoma's got. You don't bring a five star in to sit him. Um, do I do I like losing depth on the offensive line? No, I do not like losing depth with Savion Bird transferring. But something never really connected here with Savion Bird, Josh. I don't know what it was. I don't know what happened. He had an incredible bowl game. He was that guy that we all looked at and thought, this, this is what an interior offensive lineman should look like. And he's nasty. And he's funny on social media. But it just, it, it never clicked. It never clicked. Reggie Grimes was a guy that was an integral part of this defense in 2022, but didn't really play that much in 23. Yeah, and and didn't reach the stardom that you and I and everyone was right. hoping for in 22. My point is, we're not here to just basically say, "Oh yeah, I'll, it, everyone's happy these guys are gone." That's not it. It's just the reality is, these aren't kneecap shots. Much like last year with the portal, right? The, the the narrative nationally last year with the portal for Oklahoma was what? So many guys leaving. Look look at all these guys leaving. This is crazy. But in the end, I think what? Maybe Theo Wies? Theo Wies had a really good year in Missouri. I'm not minimizing it. But maybe he was the one that when he left, like, oh, I really thought he could have done something. Maybe a Guaybu? Maybe. Jaden Davis probably would have helped J- this team. Right, Jaden Davis. But I just... I, I am I am shocked, blown away at how this was viewed nationally and, and even amongst some people in the SEC. Now, I also understand there's the trolling side of this to where I think people know you're uber-sensitive and this just happened. But, yeah, I was – Sooner Twitter was working a little overtime yesterday, I guess is my point, Josh. Sooner Twitter had to had to work a little overtime last night. I did start and delete about 72 tweets last night because I also didn't know if there was some trolling that was going on. And yeah, uh, I was all in on Monday Night Football because we don't have many football games left. So I was and I had a pretty good fantasy matchup that was going on with me and Jacob Potter. It went down to the wire, Potter. I don't know if you know that or not. He's one of the guys that I don't think cares about his team. And I looked down, and he had like 130 points. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to lose? But we rallied, Josh. Came uh, storming back. So m- maybe part of my frustration is that I was all in on Monday Night Football, and it's just you're scrolling during breaks. You're like, wait, what? I think one of them, I'm just going to paraphrase real quick. One of those tweets was um, not a good look for Oklahoma to lose its starting quarterback heading into the SEC. And I'm like, I guess that's I guess that's how some people are gonna view it, right? Yeah, if you're uneducated. I just and and then that bleeds over to the casuals and the casuals that are freaking out. And then they have to get set right by the diehards. 
who then obviously offend the casuals. I think we got that right. I think we I think we got that kind of circle right. It was a weird day, I guess, is my point more than anything else. It was it was a weird day. And in my opinion, I just think this is going to be something we have to start accepting as part of the normal. What would you set? I know Brent Venables, and I don't know if there's necessarily a number, right? But I know Brent Venables doesn't want to be the coach of a program that's portal shopping every year. In other words, where you're out and you're trying to fit 10 pieces back in, right? I think the number you would want would be like, what, five to seven additions every year because of that development. Now, I do think that we're going to hit the over on, what, five to seven portal additions for the Sooners this year um, because I do think they're going to have some work to do on the interior of the defensive line. And let's just be honest, Josh, the portal is is going to have more entries in it than we've ever seen before. And with the coaching changes that have taken place at places that you competed against in recruiting for a lot of these guys, i.e. Texas A&M, there might be some dudes that can just you know slide right in right away and make differences for you that you were recruiting on the front end. But yeah, I, I push – the whole point of this is to say I push back greatly against that narrative. I don't think it's right. And a lot of people are telling on themselves about either A – how they don't pay attention the way that they should, and B, how they have no, as my dad would always say, S clue, because he couldn't cause. They have no clue what's going on. And I just find it to be shocking. Now, I'm sure we're guilty of this at times at other places. There might be people that see Brock Vandegrift transferring from Georgia and the Carson Beck turning uh, pro uh, rumors and think, oh, gosh, Georgia's in trouble. They don't have their starting quarterback back next year. Maybe so. But I don't know. Were you surprised by that as it played out yesterday? I was. Yeah, okay. it uh, it shows how involved we are in this mm-hmm. and how if you're not living it, then probably you got no clue it what's al- going on. Yeah, and it also, I, I'm not going to lie to you, in watching that reaction, it did, it did hammer home to me, all right, we're really going to have to work on making sure that we have good connections and – Athens and Tuscaloosa and, gosh, Lexington and beyond. Because when something like this happens at the end of the year, since we and it's still early in our time in the SEC, as it as it grows, we'll have a better feel for these programs. Because if you know, if I saw this amount of guys and the amount of stats and starts at other schools, I might think the same thing. Sure, you right? would, because you don't understand the context. I, I don't know it. what's going on there. Right? Gosh, what Till and Gabriel in the portal? You got to be just heartbroken. I'm like it. It illuminates, too. People understand Dylan Gabriel is a pretty good quarterback. I, I hope that was also a great lesson that was learned yesterday. All of our transfer portal news, by the way, brought to us by Swift Co. Roofing and Construction. Mm. Call 405-831-8222. And Brent Swift and his crew, they'll take care of you. 25 years of roofing, remodeling, and construction experience to come personally look at your roof at home. That's Swift Co. team com as uh, we will have many a discussion over the transfer portal. I'm sure the next what remainder of this month up until uh, early early signing period is. No, no, absolutely. One quick, <laughs> I I did laugh at this. Non ball knowers, right? Spence in Tulsa, and, and I think that I'm not trying to come across as arrogant. It's just 
And I don't think anyone is. I think they see it and you're like, what? Well, it makes sense. You got a quarterback that's started right. uh, a lot of football games, tons of production. You're making the jump from the Big 12 to the SEC. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't know what's going on with Oklahoma, it makes sense why you would jump to sure. that conclusion. So uh, when we come back, let's let's hit the the portal update. As far as I've seen this morning, I don't think there's any additions, but I've been told it's going to be a busy day. So we'll dive into that coming up next right here in hour one of the Plank Show on the Home of Sooner Fans, The Ref. Now, I, I do want to make this clear from all that ranting and raving. I, I really like this text that popped into the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Um, it's from the 918 who writes, let's wait and see the final numbers and who is leaving before calling it overreacting. It's way too early either way. Okay, fair point, fair point. But I would say for those that love this, well, I don't want to say it like, those who actually cover this program, I don't know if there was anything that was too shocking outside of Dylan leaving it open ended. I mean, he he never really said if he was in the portal or if he was going to the NFL, right? Or, or leaving his NFL options open. We know that he's in the portal, but I just I really found that weird. What have you been digging here and uh in diving through some of these outgoing transfers oh, that you're just, looking at? Just looking at the names that uh the, the entirety of the names that are in the portal. Like Key Lawrence is a legitimate uh loss for sure. someone that played a lot of football for you, but Right now, you feel like, okay, it's Peyton Bowen time. Is mm-hmm. Robert Spears Jennings ready to take that next leap? Oklahoma probably is, is going to look to add a little bit. Defensive back out of the portal themselves. So, you're hopeful that uh, maybe that's an indication on a Billy Bowman. That that would be uh, the, the best news, right? That Key Lawrence leaving means that Billy Bowman might be coming back. So, the, you know, Key Lawrence, Savion Bird, obviously Gabriel – those are the big losses. You would have liked to have kept Tawi Walker, but it makes sense. And, and you, if you're anything like me, I want to see Tawi Walker get a chance to go succeed somewhere. You didn't too. have to be third string here. Me too. And like I said, we were going through the laundry list of guys who left, and when we watched him, it's like, dang, I miss him. Trey Sermon is the probably best example, right, in his performance for Ohio State in the was it the semifinal game, the Big Ten Championship, whenever he went off. That one hurt. I think the, I think seeing Theo Wees at times this year was one that you look back on, you're like, ah. But like we said, there hasn't really been too many that were shockers. But I agree with the 918. There is – we got a long way to go as far as this portal season is concerned. And I've, I've heard that today is going to – not just at Oklahoma. I left that a little bit kind of vague. I went a little Dylan Gabriel on the announcement for you. But it's, it's going to be a busy day across college football. You know, there's some guys that they're not necessarily undecided, but they were just waiting to make their announcement. And it might be a busy day today. Here's from yesterday and before. Yesterday you had three, six, eight guys into the portal and two out of the running back room. During this program, we, we spent a lot of time talking about Dylan Gabriel because what that announcement came down at about – 8.30 a.m. yesterday. Right before we went on air. I would not be surprised at all to see the Sooners potentially go after a quarterback in the portal, but maybe somebody that is 
I, you know what? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how Joe John and Seth view what Davis Bevel could be, right? And, and I think everyone would be like, oh, I saw him in Texas. He is coming back, right? I think he's got one more year of eligibility. He has left. one more year of eligibility. And, and General Booty is there, and he's been in the system for a couple of years, even though there's going to be changes. Um, though one time someone told me if General Booty ever steps on the field, we're in big trouble. No offense, General. Love you. Um, so I, I, maybe I am wrong. You know, I look at a Casey Thompson in the portal, and I think, boy, that'd be a that'd be a nice buffer between Jackson and and Hawkins and a veteran guy that I is think an if Oklahoma you can guy. if you can swing that, absolutely right. But I then also I just I don't know, I, I don't know if they're going to be shopping there or not because I, based on what based on what I'm looking at here, Josh. You know, I do think you're going to get some help at the running back position with the uh, Tatum coming in. But is that right? Which one's the – it's the Tatum kid, right? Taylor it's, Tatum. Thank you. But Marcus Major, Dalen Smothers, both in the portal yesterday. Key Lawrence, Reggie Grimes, Savion Bird, and then Jason – well, Jason Llewellyn had been in for a minute. I had not put him on the original list. Oh, I had, Steel Man. I had. Hater. Um, so that's a pretty busy, heavy day, right? Whenever you consider starting quarterback, a starting offensive lineman, a guy who played a lot of games two years ago, a guy who had a lot of snaps this year, and the, the number one guy on the depth chart going into the first weekend at running back, right? Marcus Major. Now, we did not see Marcus Major take a snap after the UCF game, or at the very least, be involved. I know he'd been hurt. But there you go. There's a list. Any of these jump out at you? Not not really. You know, I, That's I would, the list. I would say to me, Key Lawrence, Savion Bird, Dylan Gabriel have been uh, the big ones so far. 25 transfers out a season ago. We're at what? Nine ten right now. Hold on here. Um, total three six nine twelve. Twelve. Twelve based on my unofficial number. Is it going to double? Do you know what? That's incorrect. Um, hold on here. It's three six eleven. Smothers is a little disappointing, but can I tell back you Rooms crowded. Can I tell you why Smothers is disappointing to me? Because I thought he looked awesome, and I had a chance to go to one practice and I I watched him in that practice and I think I, I remember we were I was talking about how impressed I was with Marcus Hicks because everyone had been talking about Marcus Hicks and then they're like no 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 seven's Dalen Smothers but then there were there were also those tea leaves right didn't Dalen have a couple of things right before the start of camp where he went back home for a little bit or at least reportedly did. Yes. So, yeah, I think he had – there had been some concerns whether or not he might not even get to the season. And, and he didn't play and a play. lot. At a position where Oklahoma struggled, neither he nor Hicks really got a look. I I think one of them was, was battling injuries all year long. I think it was – I think it was Hicks. But – how about this question? Let, let me pose this question to you, and then, then we'll, we'll, we'll break. 
But who, in your opinion, is now that guy that if he jumps in the portal, you would you would go ahead and jump on that national, oh, boy, this is concerning. Think Just think about it during the break. Okay. Because I, – and I also think this is incredibly unfair, right? So I'm just saying, well, we did this last year, and the two or three or, or four names that we didn't want to see hit the portal didn't. And they had great seasons. What? Who were, we were worried about Stutzman. We were worried about Billy Bowman. We were worried about Dylan Gabriel because he had left it open-ended after Texas Tech whenever Oklahoma lost. Then he came back and played pretty well in the bowl game. We were worried about one of the younger running backs, even two maybe, and they all came back. So I wonder who is, I wonder who is that person now that you would see and it does really concern you. I'll just tell you this much. I'm looking right now at Tom Van Heron's ranking of the top players in the transfer portal right now. The best college football players in the transfer portal. Do you know who he has at number one? He's got Dylan Gabriel. Top players in the transfer portal? Number one. Yeah. Well, I mean, Gabriel's played a lot of efficient, Productive football. Let me give you just a quick idea of how well he's thought of. Dylan Gabriel's number one. The starting quarterback for Ohio State is 13th on this list. Yeah, it's going to be curious to watch where McCord winds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's I – think, I think the kid, Demontre Moore, out of UCLA, I think he's going to get a little bit more buzz than maybe um, – the Ohio McCord does. I'm just going through here to see where they have the other Oklahoma guys. Um, I haven't seen any of them yet. We're down to like 40 on this list. But, yeah, number one on the transfer portal list of best players available, Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. Boy, hey, that's that's a, that's a credit. All right. That's a credit. Brent Venables, Jeff Lebby. And Dylan Gabriel. I mean, they that's a great development story. Developmental? Development? Developmental story. Because I don't know if he had gone to UCLA after a couple of years, if he'd be that number one guy right now in the portal. Kudos to Dylan. All right, all right listen, let's hit your text next, 405-651-3439. Uh, like I said, hoping to hear from Eric Bailey before we get out of here today. If not, uh, got tons, tons, including a little Porter Moser, OU basketball home tonight against Providence. And, yes, sicko committee member. I was all in on Monday Night Football last night. We'll dive into it right here on The Ref. Yeah, I guess basically pre-planning and being, Josh, you got this segment. More than five seconds into the bump would be better. I'm sorry. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> all of our transfer portal news brought to us by Swiftco sorry. Roofing and Construction. Brent Swift and his crew, they got you covered. 405-831-222. That is SwiftCoTeam.com. Uh, well, let's check the oh pulse of the gosh, people, shall we? This is wild. Can I'm it, sorry. I'm very, very, very far behind on the text line this morning. That's all good. Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. You <laughs> I don't have anything too. on the prep page yet either, and this has been wild already to start the show. Let me, let me read one from uh, – Sooner see uh, from Sooner Steven because everyone has kind of set this in their mind. He writes, Oregon plays in Hawaii next season. I think DG will be a duck for that reason alone. Well, couldn't he just go to Hawaii then and play for Hawaii? Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be 
That Oregon schedule is pretty, uh, well, you know, making the move from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten and OU's going Big 12 SEC. These schedules get pretty interesting when you dive into them. Oregon plays Michigan. They play Ohio State. They play uh, Washington, obviously. So there's some uh, tasty games on that schedule. There really is. And a chance for Dylan Gabriel, if he plays great and has a Bo Nix-type season, yeah, he's going to make himself some money. Not, uh, not just from a, a transfer portal deal. This was good from 7-1-2 Sooner as well, Josh. All these experts said the Sooners were a 500 ball club at the beginning of the season. Of course, they'll spin anyone in the portal for them also. Well, and, and again, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily an anti-OU thing. I just think it's someone that doesn't really follow it like we do. Yeah. The royal we, all of us that are listening right now. It's from a place of ignorance. Well, and I mean, even think about this from a college. I was thinking about this from a college realm yesterday, just because I'm guilty of this too. I do a Saturday morning show, and it is a national show. I can't imagine sometimes when I have a take on Georgia or Alabama when it comes to personnel, how enraging that has to be to some people. Because it's like, what, 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 does, he, what does he mean? We're going to be okay back. We got these five stars. So I just – I try to put myself in that position because I'm going to tell you, when I, when I say I, got, I was getting triggered yesterday, Josh, I mean really smart people, really smart. What's going on here? I heard from uh, one of my buddies who covered a Pac-12 team, now covers the Big Ten, if you will, and he's like, dude, we're getting Gabriel. What do you think? It was an Oregon guy. And I was like, you'll love him. He's like, what's going on there? Well, uh, <laughs> he wasn't going to come back. He was that, and that's what I starter. said. Here's what I said. Here's what I said. I probably saw it. I said, you'll love him. He's awesome. That's all I said. And then the response was, um, the response was, um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll curse words. Uh, so what's going on there? What's going on? And my response was, it's all part of the plan. That's right. It's all and, uh, part of the plan. Did you explain to them that uh, there's a five-star quarterback that has waited his year and seasoned, and now it's showtime? Yeah. I mean, I. this is what is supposed to happen in college football. This is how it's supposed to be. You go to a school as a five-star recruit. Maybe uh, there's certain uh, freaks handful of dudes that are ready to play as true freshmen. Names like Adrian Peterson, Tommy Harris. Devon Mitchell. Devon Mitchell. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I hope. But there's certain guys that they're freshmen. I was like, yeah, I ain't keeping him off the field. And most of the other time, the rest of those freshmen are developing and learning and getting better. And then they're the guy in the next year or two. It's just building a foundation here, people. Let's keep up. Let's go. If, you know, it's kind of wild. I was thinking back to when the, the transfer cycle started for Oklahoma at quarterback, right? And in every single one of these transfer cycles, right, transfer additions, there was a young quarterback that was supposed to be the next guy or the it guy, right? And unfortunately for Oklahoma, until, you know, Caleb Williams, it you know, kind of didn't pan out. Uh, even let's see, back in 2014, had a couple, had a bunch of guys in that quarterback room, right? Whenever Baker got here, 
And whenever he became the guy, Kyler Murray was in and he was ready to be the next guy, right? Um, and obviously had the, the situation where Baker got another year of eligibility. I don't have to go through history. My point is there's always been a guy that's ready to step in and take over. And Oklahoma has that guy. It's just it's not another transfer guy. It's a, it's a high school kid. Yeah, typically there's a next-in-line plan. And sure, you know the one instance that there wasn't? Well, you went and you got Jalen Hurts. That's right. That's right. And, you know, it, it, it is kind of interesting, too, when you think back to that season. You know, even in the, the recruiting process, there were guys like the Chandler Morrises of the world that had they sticked around, maybe. Sticked around? Stuck. Thank you. So, I don't I, I, I just – the panicky Pete's out there. I'm like, well, let's see how it plays out. And, Let's see what happens. And may, and I hope Dylan does great at Oregon or wherever he ends up. And, it, you know, we're hopeful that Jackson Arnold will be great and immediately great. Right. And he's ready to take this thing and there's no looking back. But uh, out of the 615 from Tennessee, it's a calculated risk like for text. sure. Still have to think if Brent Venables told DG we can get him $1 million plus, he would have stayed. Um. I don't – would you rather use that million on DG or use that mill to go get us a couple of difference-making interior slash edge guys and let's see what Jackson Arnold can be and then really be prepared to probably have to play some defense in the future? Talk trenches to me. I Talk trenches to me, man. I love that song. And here's what's funny. Here's what's funny about it is we had always joked about not knowing what's real and what isn't as far as portal numbers are concerned and cash numbers. But there is one thing that we do know for certain. The quarterback market is going to be intense. There's going to be a lot of money potentially there. But I would also say maybe that's an area where for Brent Venables and, and his staff, their history and success of developing defensive guys and what they've done in, in, in NFL development, maybe it won't take breaking the bank to get some of those big-time edge and, and D linemen in here. Maybe. Your hope is. Your hope is that Oklahoma would be competitive financially in that market where it won't even matter. And it, from everything I've heard, they are. And they're approaching it a little bit differently, too. It's not like, here's your bag, come play here. If uh, given the option of – one one five for Dylan Gabriel, proven goods at quarterback, or rolling the dice, an educated roll of the dice on a five star in Jackson Arnold, right? With the allocation of funds, if you will, offensive line, defensive line. I'm offensive line, defensive line, no doubt. Uh, and then one more quick one, and I like this off the uh, Kenneth Meyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. I haven't heard it talked about much, but it'll be interesting to see how much the overwhelming number of entries to the portal is caused by the extra COVID year. It's added at least an extra class, if not more, to most rosters. When we get back to four slash max five years, I'm curious to see how things slow down. Yeah, what are we done? Is it next offseason? In spring sports, I think it's this year. This is Kinsey Hansen's the last player for Oklahoma that has a COVID year. So I guess that would be right then. That'd be next year. Next year. 24 is 
see you later four from 20. So Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure there's going to be a few stragglers that had a red shirt or a medical hardship year, and then it's like, wait, I haven't used my COVID year. So basically what you've had happen is the reason the COVID year, right, and then there might have been someone that didn't red shirt, and then you might also have someone who has a medical red shirt situation. So three uh, three opportunities. Uh, you know what? It's This is a really good one, too, from the 615. It's not Jackson Arnold versus Dylan Gabriel. It's Dylan Gabriel versus David Hicks. And I would say DG versus David Hicks and others right. would be my hope. Right. I mean, Because right now Hicks is somebody that, I mean, the, what does his production look like? Yeah, I was, I was looking at his number numbers from last year, and I know sometimes with the guys in the interior of the defensive line, it's not always the most impressive things, but uh, he, he – he only played in eight games for him last year. Um, and I, and I, again, like I said, I haven't looked at the tape of David Hicks and the SEC, and we would always say we love him because he'll get better coaching here and so on and so forth. But I don't even think he registered five tackles on the season. I mean, I got it pulled up in front of me. Oh, I, I would be uh, incredibly wrong. It was 11 tackles he had on the season, Josh. But of those 11 tackles, three of them were for loss. So, and he had uh, two sacks in the Mississippi State game. So maybe, you know, maybe that is something to where after one year, there you realize, okay, new coaching staff, let's go. I'm heading back to where I wanted to go all along. Well, is he even in the portal yet? No, he's okay. not. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think he's one of those names that's in the portal yet either. But uh, of all the heartbreaks that happened as far as Oklahoma's signing class is concerned, that is – one that a lot of people would have liked to see end up here anyway. 88 snaps, eight games. Yeah. Per pro football focus for Hicks. Not bad. So. True freshman, that's right. All I'm saying is, right now the Hicks price tag has gone down. Yeah, exactly. You would think. You would hope. All right, quick break. Quick break. Um, We'll put a wrap on hour one with a look back on Monday Night Football. We got a hoops game to preview tonight, but we're all over the portal and the Sooners next on the ref. Uh, we got a little bit of Drake Stoops that we'll share next hour from the Burlsworth Trophy Ceremonies in uh, Fort Smith, Fayetteville? It was definitely it? in Arkansas. It was in Arkansas. Did I ever tell you the story about whenever we crossed into Arkansas? We took my daughters on a camping trip in like 2019. I'm so proud because my, I guess 2019 would be four years ago. So my uh-huh. nine-year-old daughter, we had her in a, we had her in a private school. I was like, really? I was proud. I was like, I can't this kind of this is great this is great when we cross into arkansas she looked at the sign she goes what does that mean I'm like what do you mean <laughs> she goes what is our kansas what is that i'm like what do you mean what is it she goes like are we in another city i'm like what are you messing with me are you ma- are you trolling me right now she's no no are we in another city <laughs> i was like no babe we're in another state and she literally said, what's that? And I was like, okay, we're moving to other schools. I told you public school was the way to go, honey. She didn't know about Arkansas? She, she had no about Arkansas at nine years old. Oh, she, wow. she goes, what country is this at one point? I'm like, okay. Listen. If she had lived in Wichita, Kansas, she would have known that, that she was in Arkansas. What, did you watch Monday Night Football last night? Was I the sicko that watched every snap? Oh, I, I watched all of it and uh, was rooting very hard for Jacksonville for my NFL pick but uh, it did not work out. Oh, is, was that it for you? I wonder how many people fell off the mountain with that one last night. That would have been a slam dunk. If anybody saved Jacksonville, it would have been, ah, you know, would have been, would have been would tough have been to get one. this this far. I watched 
That was a great game, though. I watched that whole game. Battle of backups late. Uh, I was hoping my guy, C.J. Beathard, was going to orchestrate the TD drive. He, he looked pretty good. If they didn't have that holding call, they might have had a chance to win the game on that Hail Mary heave that he Do had. Do you think it was a good call on the holding call? I'm really bad at that with offensive linemen because there's sometimes whenever I'll see like, like Jeff Schwartz or, or Gabe tweet, yeah, people complaining about that being a hold. And in my mind, I'm like, that was absolutely a hold. You know, it's just <laughs> defensive linemen are always selling it. I know, but uh, yeah, I I thought it wasn't. I thought Cincinnati got away with one right there. But again, I I'm still looking at it through the lens of the five and seven Raiders having a path to the playoffs. So yeah, it was disappointing. <laughs> it was a little disappointing I for me. Even though every team that's ahead of them right now, I think, is like uh, seven and five. But keep hope alive, baby. Keep hope alive. How about uh, that juggle catch from That Jamar? was ridiculous. In the back of the end zone? Is that the one you're talking about? The, that was tamped and he caught it. He's falling down? No, I was oh. actually talking about late on their uh, game-winning drive. Oh, yeah. Tip drilled it and somehow that was came wild. up with it. That was wild. And uh, the the Browning kid looked pretty good last oh, night. Oh, dude, he was incredible. Looked pretty good. Bengals win in Monday Night Football. We'll have more on that in the top five stories of the day. But we're focusing uh, all in on the portal and your thoughts next.